Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the McGonagall Boxing Podcast. Let's get straight down to it. Bit of a special one today because what we're going to be doing is revisiting history. Normally I like to talk about the current situation and the current affairs that are going on in the boxing world. Today I'm going to be elaborating more on what happened three years ago. Three years ago yesterday, one of the best heavyweight encounters of all time. Vladimir Klitschko at 41, taking on, at that time, a prime 27-year-old Anthony Joshua. Um, It really was a clash of two generations. Uh, A former great champion who was coming back, had virtually had two years out the ring though, um, was obviously past his prime at 41, had been beaten by Tyson Fury in one of his worst performances, let's be honest. But was that down to Fury? Was that down to Vladimir? Probably a bit of both. But anyway, that was irrelevant because he was determined to redeem himself, his reputation, and to get his title back. Joshua, the young hungry lion, f- um, fighting in his hometown, London, uh, in front of Wembley Stadium, 90,000 people. Pretty much, you'd say 85,000 of them were cheering him on. Uh, was young, hungry, and looking to win his second world title. Uh, he'd already collected the RBF at this point and was determined to prove that he was the best heavyweight on the planet. Obviously, Tyson Fury was out at this point, so it was him between him and Deontay Wilder, pretty much. And he was determined to make a statement, and Eddie Hearn had been bigging him up, saying he would make a statement. So it was all on the line. It didn't fail to deliver, did it? Fantastic atmosphere. I was there. It's one of them moments where you're going to tell your grandchildren, I was there. Absolutely phenomenal fight. I never forget how it's joyous celebrations when Joshua put it on uh, Vladimir in round five, knocked him over. We thought that was it. I thought, wow, this, he's caving in. I thought his old man legs wouldn't be able to last. And I thought it'd be like the rest of Joshua's fights had done at that point. Knocked him over. He'd be out the ring within 30 seconds. He'd hit, hit him with another right hand. He'd go over like Molina did, like Charles Martin did, and that would be it. But credit to uh, Klitschko. He fought smart. He managed to hold on and show what a true champion he is. And I'll never forget the moment when he floored Joshua in round, um, I believe it was the next round, round six. It was unbelievable. You'd never seen 90,000 people go so quiet. I think they were just all stunned and shocked. And actually at that point I thought, this is over. I mean, Joshua, you know, staggered up to his knees, but he was totally gassed, totally out of breath. And I just thought Klitschko was going to jump on him. He fouled too, though, didn't he? He was too calculated. And obviously, he, Joshua bravely hung on there. He rode the storm. I think it was even uh, going into round 11. Or Klitschko might have even been up by one. Um, I'm pretty sure at least one judge had Klitschko in front. So, obviously, Joshua needed a big couple of rounds, round 11 and round 12. And he did, didn't he? Um, what a fantastic uppercut, round 11. Change the tide completely, pull it on Klitschko, made Klitschko pay for not getting Joshua out there when he had him hurt in six and seven. And uh, that was it, stopped him, knocked him down twice in that round and stopped him on the ropes. Good stoppage, I don't care what anyone says, Klitschko was pretty much done, fighting on the heart, but he had nothing left. And I always think, in many ways, I know it's easier said than done, I'm surprised Joshua didn't put it on Klitschko 
earlier. An old man, already been beaten, um, not the fighter he was. It'd have been interesting. The first couple of rounds, three rounds, were very tentative, and that gave Klitschko a little bit of time to build his confidence. I would have liked to see Joshua put it on him from the word go. Um, you know, a bit like Tyson did the Holmes. No respect, put it on him, and I think he could have got Klitschko out there. But hey, um, credit, you know, by the time uh, Joshua did put it on Klitschko, Klitschko had got his eye in, warmed up, got his timing. And it was a real fight, wasn't it, um, um, by round four. But phenomenal fight. There's no question. But more importantly, as great as that fight was and the accolades that they both rightly get post-fight is we know Joshua won the battle, but I believe Klitschko won the war. I don't think Joshua has been the same since that epic night in April 2017, it was because Klitschko, I believe, showed Joshua his own vulnerability. He showed him he could be hit, he could be hurt, and he could be caught. He also showed Joshua that he could gas out. Um, so it basically highlighted to Joshua for the first time his weaknesses. Um, and obviously the great thing about youth is you think you're fearless. Um, it's only really the first time you make a major mistake where it's like, you know, God forbid you crash your car or you, you know, you, you, you break um, a foot or an arm. Um, you actually learn and you, you, you're tentative um, afterwards. And this is what Joshua has been since that Klitschko fight. I don't believe he's been that raging ball, that kind of no-fearing totally confident fighter since Klitschko. And that's been evident, not just in the Andrew Ruiz fight where he lost, and obviously the second fight where he kind of fought very ugly and tentative uh, and defensive to win. But it was evident in the fights after that with Carlos Takam. Not convincing fight. Again, Joshua got caught at times, and he looked a bit tentative. He didn't know of the box, or like he'd been doing pre um, Klitschko to walk his man down and be like almost like an aggressive fighter um, and that was more evident in the Joseph Parker fight where again he was very tentative um, thankfully Joseph Parker was even more tentative than Joshua which led to an incredibly dull fight again I was there and then obviously the Povetkin fight it was kind of okay better performance but the, the first, again, four or five rounds were very tentative. Povetkin buzzed Joshua, um, but a brilliant ending. And it was more and more like the old Joshua. And I thought, okay, maybe he's turned the tide. Maybe, you know, he's getting back to, you know, the Eric Molina, the Charles Martin, um, you know, even the Dillian White days where he'd stalk and hunt an aggressive boxing style a fighter. But, obviously, then came the problems with Ruiz, and we've got ourselves back now. So five, six fights after Klitschko, he's not the same fighter for me and for a lot of people. He hasn't have, doesn't seem to have the same swagger or the same presence. Now, that's not to say he's uh, an easy touch. He's not. He's rightfully unified champion. So, you know, clearly he's doing something right still. He's still very much in his prime. He's 30 years old, but he doesn't command the same fear. I remember being at Wembley 
generally fearing for Klitschko, thinking this man's going to get hurt. The way Joshua walks into the ring like a god, you know, like it's probably like I'm not saying I'm not comparing him to Tyson, but that similar kind of aura, you know, around him at 90,000 people in Wembley. Total confidence. He knocked everyone out, and just he was waiting for Klitschko to get knocked out. Now, when Joshua fights, I don't have that same kind of fear for his opponents. You know, it's not to say he can't knock people out. Of course, he's a huge man. He's six foot six, eighteen stone, but he doesn't seem to have that same kind of spite, aggression. Rob McCracken's obviously teamed up with him, taken over from um, his old respected trainer Sims and I'm not sure if it's always the best fit now Joshua says that's nonsense I've known McCracken since I was an amateur he's always been around he's just taken the reins full time now but Sims was making Joshua take aggression you take it to his opponent. You know, he wasn't allowing Joshua to overthink things. He's always telling him to keep it simple, be effective. And I think Joshua's best when you keep things simple and you tell him to go looking for your man. Um, I think McCracken's trying to, at times, it feels to me, and a lot for a lot of people, to overload Joshua with information. He's trying to make subtle changes. He's trying to turn him into an Olympic-style boxer, which I don't think is a good suit. You've got to look at each boxer differently and individually. Um, and I think Joshua, certainly you need to keep things simple. He's never going to be the best boxer. Yes, he's an Olympic champion, but... You know, he won that Olympic champion, not, I don't think, for great boxing. If you watch that, it's pretty much size and brawn and just overpowering compared to like a, a Lemachenko-style boxer um, or a Klitschko-style boxer, a very, or, you know, even Fury, very natural boxers. I don't think Joshua is. And he looked uncomfortable um, trying to outbox Ruiz at times in that rematch. Um I just believe you've got to get back to where Joshua was before that Klitschko fight. You know, the aggressor stalking your, your opponent down, taking the ring away from them, um, bullying them, roughing them up, using your superior size and strength, and looking, hopefully, for the right hand, the hook, and, and the uppercut. That's what he's got to get back to doing. He's got to be an aggressive fighter again. But, again, a lot of people will turn to, to me and go, well, he tried that against Roy, he's got knocked out. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm no one can fault Joshua for fighting defensively in the rematch. Very smart tactics. Don't disagree with that at all. Um, you go back to the podcast I did last year, that's exactly how I said he should fight um, Ruiz. And that doesn't make me a boxing mastermind. And that's what he did. But that's Ruiz, who's phenomenal on the inside. You know, he's a one-off. Um it doesn't mean he has to fight like that against Dillian White or Tyson Fury. If he tries to do that against Tyson Fury, he's going to get his head boxed off. He needs to take it to Fury. He needs to put it on him. He needs to get inside, rough him up. He needs to impose his will, aggression, throwing them huge punches. Okay, yes, he won't always land, but letting um, these opponents know he means business again. I don't see that fear anymore. I also see him realising his own almost mortality now. The fact that he can get hit tentative. 
and and that's taking something away from him, in my view, and a lot of people's view. Um, he doesn't seem to have that swagger, which I think he needs to get back. And who knows? Maybe this lockdown, maybe you know he's gone back to drawing board. Um, he'll get it back. It was a fantastic win against Ruiz to regain his titles. Um, and like I say, he's still very much in his prime. So he's very much watch his space. But I don't think he can box like that against Dillian White, um, Fury, and even Wilder, even though he's been beaten up. If you stand back against Wilder and try and outbox him, he's going to come and hurt you. Um, Fury showed how to beat Wilder, take it to him. If Joshua does that, I think he's got a great chance of beating everyone. Except Fury. I don't think he beats Fury however he fights him. But everyone else, if he's a Joshua, pre-Klitschko, the aggressive, the confident, the imposing, the, the taking it, the closing the distance, um, imposing his will and strength, he's going to beat 99% of the heavyweights. If he fights tentative like he did against Takem, Parker... And Andy Ruiz in that rematch. I can't see him beating White. I can't see him beating Wilder. I can't see him beating the up-and-comers. Like Hergovic um, and Jabois. You know, not now, but we're talking two years' time. These guys are getting better, and they're aggressive. They don't second-guess themselves, and they're not tentative. So it's all to play for for Joshua. I think he's phenomenal for British boxing. He's done phenomenal things. He's still, you know, obviously a highly, highly elite boxer in the heavyweight division. You fly a champion. So I don't want to sound like I'm knocking the guy too much. I just don't see the Joshua of old. And I want that Joshua back because he's still young enough and he's still good enough. But he needs to sit down with McCracken. And I believe they need to come back to that aggressive drawing ball. Keeping things simple. Don't try and overcomplicate it. Because a lot of times it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. Is he going to be a boxer or is he going to be a puncher? <clears throat> and when he does that, he confuses himself. He gets hurt. Like he did against an Ruiz fight. And he even showed he's confused. He's asking McCracken what's going on. You can't overload Joshua with information. Keep things simple. Do what he does best. Impose his size, his strength, his will. Get him inside. Work the aggression again. <clears throat> and I think we'll see great things from him. All right, guys. I'm out. That's me being me reviewing Klitschko and Joshua at the moment. Like I say, Joshua won the battle on that historic night. But I think at the moment, Klitschko won the war by taking something from Joshua on that night. I don't think Joshua's been that good since April 2017. Let me know what you guys think. My Facebook, my Instagram, the McGonagall Boxing Podcast, Twitter, and YouTube, the McGonagall Boxing Podcast. Subscribe, like, get involved, and I'll see you soon, guys. All right, I'm out.